eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED lights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Ed Milet Show. All right. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I am really, really interested to get into this man's heart, mm. even more than his brain today, because mm. he's got a huge heart. He leads with his heart, and he's had an amazing life story. Let me set the stage for all of you. I want you to picture a few things really quick. Imagine this man at four years old, someone tried to kill him, trying to put him in a dryer, telling him he was going to Disneyland. That's at four years old. By the time he gets to 10 years old, a few men tried to drown him. By the time he gets to 12 years old, his father's been murdered. Mm. And about that point in this young man's life, he kind of just gave up trying. Mm. And I think a lot of you, unfortunately, are at that point in your lives right now where you're considering giving up. And then from there, he ended up kind of going down a wrong path in his life. It's a crazy story. Then he ends up getting incarcerated for mm. transacting drugs, which mm. really weren't real drugs. We'll hear about that in a minute. So he got, served, got you know, sentenced to 12 years in prison after that. Are you all hearing this? We're about to talk to this man. Then he gets out. Then he signs his record deal with Ludacris. And he's like, all right, my life's turned around. Now I'm going to get rich. Except a few years after that, he's living in his storage unit and living in his car again. Hits rock bottom, and then he meets this stranger that kind of changed his life forever. Mm. And from there, from that, what I just described, from that four-year-old to that 10-year-old to that 12-year-old, this man has now reached millions of people with his mm. message. He's made millions of dollars mm. also and completely changed his life. And I'm like, you know what? I think people need to know what he knows. Mm. And so that's why he's sitting here today. So Garen Jones, welcome to the show, my friend. Ed. I was sitting here as if I wasn't me listening to that. Mm -hmm. Thank you for uh, being brave, but brave enough to create a platform like this. So stories like mine have wings. Mm -hmm. So thank mm -hmm. you. I'm so glad to be on. Yeah. It's my honor. I'm really been looking forward to this. Mm. You know, um, what happened with that homeless guy first? Get, let's, let's do the spoiler alert first. What happens with the, the homeless dude that changes your life? What does he I know what he says to you, but I want you to tell everybody else. <laughs> I mean, and it seems to, subtle, to, but it's say, big. to say, to just jump in right there, I just, let me take you a week back. Okay. So I'm in the lowest point of my life. I've already tried to take my life twice. This is, uh, uh, no, uh, August, 2011. And it was my rock bottoms, rock bottom. And everybody mm -hmm. has a different version of their rock bottom mm -hmm. bottom. And I'm like in the car right down, literally right down the street on La Brea and Hollywood yeah. at the, in front of the mill and more living in my car for two and a half years at that time. Oh my gosh. Stressed out, depression, anxiety, mom dying in the hospital, um, just girlfriend had just broken up with me because I couldn't get my life together. And I'm just like, okay, I'm tired of fighting. I don't want to fight anymore. I want to be healthy. I want to be happy. I just want to inspire people. And I want to make a bunch of money. And I want the money to represent something that I passionately believe in that I would do for free. Just show me a sign. Then let's skip to that homeless guy. Because this was a week later. Okay. Now I'm at a gas station. Everybody knows you can't get uh, a gallon of gas 
uh, for anything less than like $4. Yeah. I only had $2 to my name trying to get whatever I could because my car had run out of gas and a homeless guy walks up to me and asks me for money. And I say, you have more money than me because he literally had a wad of cash. And he said, change your mindset, change your life. And I don't know what it was about those words, but it created like a a conscious interrupt. And it made me think, is my life a lie because of how I've been thinking? And I didn't say those words, but there was an energy that took over me almost like in that movie, The Sixth Sense, yeah. where he literally saw his whole life because he didn't know he was dead. Yeah, I saw all the lies that could be lies because of the way I was thinking. Yeah, And I said, change your mindset, change your life. So, so if I do different with the, with the same circumstance or in areas in my life where I'm not happy, my life will change? <laughs> I don't think that was a man. I think that was my angel. Yeah. I was going to say, that's God or the universe. Yeah. Depending on what you believe. For me, I'm a Christian. Yeah. So it's God Jesus, all whatever, day long. Whatever I'm you a follower believe. as well. Yeah, I love you. I, I, um, you know what I want to hear everybody hear on that? You need to be looking for those angels. You need to be looking for those moments. It may not even always come in the form of a human being. It may come in the form of a book you read. It may come in the form of listening to this show here today. But there are times in your life where you know, people say, I or me. Yeah. And what I often think is me, when I, when you define yourself, really what it is it's a collection of memories and stories about your life. If someone says, I am, I am is, I is a collection of the things that have happened to us in our life. And this story we begin to tell ourselves about the memories we have ends up becoming this pattern that happens. And every once in a while, the world will send you what you just said, a pattern interrupt. Mm-hmm. And if you're willing to listen or take it, then you can make that shift. Now, that's easier said than done. Easier and, said and, than and, done. And it's an interesting story when you hear it. But if you really listen to what he just said, that this is a man who didn't have enough money to get gas, it had all of these accumulation of people that had really harmed you in your life, done you wrong to some extent, you probably could have been justified, right, 100%. for the rest of your life. And that's what other people do too. They just justify because it, it you, you probably are justified if you have terrible things that have happened to you. But at some point you change it. How did you... Because what I love about your content is it, it's with stories, but it's also like tactical. Yeah. Right? It's both. How does... I learned the tactical. Yeah, after? Mm-hmm. How, okay, give us a tactic. Give us an idea. How does someone leverage rock bottom or what they think is their rock so bottom? So I, I will go right back into the story yeah. right there. So you're like, and if you listen really closely, closely you'll, see, you'll, you'll see a lesson. And if you listen even closer, as I connected the dots looking backwards, when took my, because I have a daughter who's 21 and I have a daughter who's uh, 17 months old, baby soul and, and Kylea. 20 year gap is crazy. That's great. Um, but you don't look old enough to have a 20 year. Right? I'm about to be 44 in a couple of months. You look good. Brother. Um, so. Sasha says so too, my producer for the third time, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so I, but if you look, even deeper than that, my jobs were taken away. Mm. My car was taken away. My mom was being taken away. My family was taken away. Girlfriend taken away. Daughter, I couldn't show up for someone when I couldn't even show up for myself in my mind, taken away. So it's almost like universe was stripping everything away from me so that I could be with myself for long enough to realize how much of the outside world I've had given my power away to. 
Wow. Only to remember myself. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like, be still and know that I am God. So I didn't even, I didn't see any of the signs. So as I gave power away, power away, power away, power away, power away, I, something need to get my attention for long enough so that I could be still, be still, be still, so that even my ego had no more power so that a message could come from a quote unquote homeless man and say, change your mindset change your life Mm. and so i didn't even have enough ego to be like oh no i don't have any i don't have any money yeah i listened Mm. i absorbed Mm. i took committed action Mm. and i just and that was the ramping of how i was able to because people always say leave the past in the past not if you didn't get the lesson Mm. because now that your future will be will become a recreation of your past so i went and i was like yo the gold is not at the end of the rainbow. It's at the beginning of the rainbow. It's like mm-hmm. so many treasures in your life mm-hmm. where you can grab so many lessons and recreate a whole new future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just listening, really reflecting on what you're saying because, you know, uh, something about stillness, you use that word and quiet. Maybe you should give yourself, everybody listen to this, a little bit more of the gift of just a little bit more stillness and quiet and get to know you better. Because mm. you know, Matthew McConaughey is on my show this week when we're recording this. And one of the things he said, we were talking about how to build your identity. And he goes, really, I think identity is more of a process of figuring out what isn't you. Mm. And, what, and, and, and in our lives, we do give our energy and our, our belief away to so many other people that we lose ourselves. And sometimes just reconnecting with yourself is the first step. Just who am I? What do I value? What am I grateful for? What would I like my life to be? And you can only do that in quiet. You can only do that in contemplation and reflection. And for you, you give a key to this. I've not heard anybody say it this way before. You talk a lot about returning to the Garen as a child and returning yeah. to being a child in our life. And that's where the answers really lie. And you say that adults are really deteriorated children. children. Yeah. Let's talk about that. You think about it. Think about Ed when he was small. Big dreams, big goals. I want to be the president or whatever yeah. it was. I wanted to be a superhero. Mm-hmm. Stronger than the average man. Abs like an action figure. Save and change lives all over the world. Mm-hmm. I, one, I've never met a superhero who hasn't had to overcome something hard in order to obtain their powers. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know this until I looked back and uh, achieved all the, 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 the life nuggets that were that were just waiting for me to go and grab those superhero powers. Um, The best way I can describe it is I felt more free, more alive, more, more, more zest, more passion, more bigness. When I was around four or five years old. And then when you span out and you look people working nine to five jobs, getting paid less than their value, calling another man or woman a boss asking for permission for things that you have the key to inside. I'm like, where is the, what's missing? Where's the gap? And how did it get to that point? When I look at my own life, what I thought was my dad abandoning me. What I thought was my mom uh, not emotionally, uh, emotionally not being available, which she was in her the best way she knew how. But for me, oh, my mom's never there. She's always working. 
I thought that was abandonment. But the original abandonment for me was when I abandoned my original dream, the thing that I love to do. I used to love to run. I used to love to sing. Mm-hmm. I used to love to to just blurt out and wear the kind of clothes that I wanted to wear. And people are like, you're too big. You're too small. You're too this. Mm-hmm. You're too that. And little by little, I abandoned who I really was to get approval. Gosh to fit inside of other people's construct of how they thought I should live my life. Wondering why I don't feel seen. I don't feel heard. All this, the people see me in the millions and all this stuff. I was like, there's something missing. Mm. Well, what was missing was I didn't tend to, to who I really, really, really was. And I, and I'm going to, I'm going to drive home this point. Anything that anybody had ever seen me, even when I sold my book and sold mm. those hundreds of thousands of copies and all this other stuff. In the quiet of my mind, I always knew it was 4%. They never, 4% of give out because I was afraid of the real me. Got you. Because I abandoned him. Yeah. And then I associated myself with, with, with like Gandhi and Nelson Mandela when I was 14. I was like, there's something here. I don't know what this is. There's a but, version of you that's yes. similar to that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know what I said? Those are the type of people who get assassinated. And I quit that version of me Mm. and tried to say, if I do just enough, Mm. just enough to not be seen a certain way or to disrupt other people and Mm. I'll be in this small. But if my just enough is a little bit more than other people around me, great place to hide. You're right. I did it in sports. You know why I did it? You're brilliant. The reason I did it was if I give just enough, See, if you give all of yourself and then you lose or you're rejected, that's really painful. Mm. So the biggest risk is to give all of yourself because you may lose still and you may get rejected. So what I did is I played it close to the vest. I gave a good effort, mm-hmm. but I didn't give all of me. So I always held a little bit back in the tank. And I think the real reason I did that is it wasn't the, that way if I was rejected, it wasn't all of me being rejected. This thing you said, I wasn't going to go back. I abandoned the parts of me that I love the most to please other people. Yeah. Everybody hear that? Are you doing any of that in your life? And this notion, you are onto something so big. We're reaching similar conclusions. I'm writing right now for my new book a little bit about this returning to childhood thing too. Mm-hmm. And what I said earlier about, you know, I and me, who we define ourselves as, is a collection of memories and stories of our life. That's all you really are. Why are we so, ask yourself if you're an adult listening to this, which is most of my audience. When's the last time you had an entire 24 hours of bliss? Like a whole day, just one day. How about three days in a row bliss, like Mm. real bliss? Mm. The vast majority, 99.9% of adults would say, I can't remember that. I mean, total bliss. If I took you back to four or three, how many of those days did you have in a row? And I think it's because when we're three or four years old, we've not collected these stories. Yeah. We've not collected them. And as we collect them, they steal our bliss and our joy eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? Then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a full body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
See eBay Motors. Hey guys, if you need to hire, you need Indeed. You know, in all of my businesses, and I've been blessed to have several of them, I've used Indeed now for a number of years. And the main reason I do it is, if you're like me, I don't want to waste a bunch of time interviewing people that aren't qualified for the positions that I have. It's one of the hardest jobs in the world, right? Or they are qualified, but they're not interested in making the move at the given time. And so with Indeed, you have a thing called Instant Match, where they match you with quality candidates within 24 hours. And you're in front of people that want the job, that are qualified for it, and that you probably want to hire. I wouldn't go anywhere else. They've delivered great candidates to multiple businesses that I have right now. So here's what's great. Listeners and viewers of my show, you get a $75 sponsored job credit right now to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Just go to Indeed.com slash which is M-Y-L-E-T-T, right now. And you can support our show by saying you heard about Indeed here. That would be great, by the way. Indeed.com slash mylet. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. You said something. I've not, I, I may have heard it this way, but you said actually one of the reasons too is that emotion is stored in the body. Yeah. And everyone just needs to just consider this for a minute. If you went through some kind of trauma or disappointment, yep. or even if you just went through a lot of people listening to the shows are like, well, I my dad wasn't murdered. No one tried to kill me. Yep. My dad, Ed Milets, was an alcoholic. I come from a pretty good family. Yeah. You know, one of the other big diseases in life is the middle. The mm-hmm. middle. I almost think to some extent it's great to be raised by like amazing, you know, wealthy family or whatever, because then you get all these act, you know, options and stuff. And kind of coming from screwed up families like me and you, there's an advantage to that because you kind of to some extent know what you don't want in your life. Yep. But the middle is like an asphyxiation of average. And so a lot of people's thing isn't trauma. It's like neutral. All their life's in the middle, and there's no bliss there because there's no catalyst to move from it. So what do you mean when you say emotion is stored in the body? Well, How good is this, by the way, you guys, already? <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you this. Um, context is everything. So anytime I share, there's a lot of people that haven't been to prison before. There's a lot of people that haven't tried to kill themselves or lived in their car, those type of things. However, you have been in a job that you know you don't want to be in, and you've stayed in it for 10, 15 years, or even in a relationship. You're like, in the quiet of your mind, my friends, that is prison. So as you hear this prison story, and as you hear the father's alcohol story, I promise you, those same emotions can still be stored in the body of unworthiness or not enoughness and all those different things. So Mm -hmm. context matters. Um, Here's what I'll say. It is important to know that we're not just, that, that we're not just like, skin and there's nothing inside Mm -hmm. like there's eyes blinking there's hair hair coming out and there's follicles and these thoughts where do the thoughts come from where are these ideas oh my god i was running on a treadmill and i just had this idea for this book that sold two million Mm -hmm. like there's a spirit inside of you and you're also a vessel so if you're a vessel and if you think of like a water hose and you tie the, a knot in the water hose and you have 600 pounds of pressure of water, and you turn it on, little spigots of water will get through. Mm. So if you think of your vessel, your channel, the whatever's coming inside, ancestral wisdom, ancient wisdom, uh, uh, conversations with God, all of it just coming through. Where do ideas come from? And you feel blocked or you feel your intimacy is like stuck or your creative capacity is not gone or you have no desire, no passion. You, you just can't connect. I guarantee, and I don't have the, 
I don't have the scientific research to prove it, but I have the personal experience of hundreds of people that I've worked with. Way more valid. Yeah. Yeah. So the experiential knowledge, what happens, say for instance, like me, I was molested when I was 13 years old. And that was something that really did something inside of me. And it was a story and an impact Well, that story and an impact will stay inside of your nervous system for the rest of your life, which is why if something happens with your dad or something happens with your mom, if there's physical abuse, mental abuse, and then all of a sudden you never, because as little kids, you don't really know emotional intelligence. You never had an opportunity to release that in a healthy way. It stays stuck. Then you attract a boyfriend who yells just like your dad and then all of a sudden you get triggered that trauma is it's energy that's stored in your nervous system and as long as it's in there anybody that brushes up against that will it won't you'll blame it on them you'll blame it on your skin color you blame it on the religion the the president the god but deep down inside is a little kid that was hurt mm. and he and that person is afraid to revisit something that was so scary, that was so dark, that was so this. The reason why I'm very well versed in this is because the aspect of my life that was so difficult and I had to overcome and overcome and overcome. Just like when you play video games and you beat a dragon at the end of the ground, at the end of the round, you get a bigger sword, you get extra, extra powers for the next level. Because of a lot of levels that I've personally overcome, not read, my life was the book. I got a lot of great insights that I could share to help you to collapse timeframes so you don't have to learn something 20, 30, 40 years and pay millions of dollars in in, in your life to to be able to obtain, so. You get to listen to today's show. Huh? You get to listen to today's show. 100%. I just get... I want to validate something for you that you just said. I want everybody to hear us give you a different version of the same thing. Then what we're going to do after that is we're going to start taking some of the practical steps this man did yeah. to turn it around because it's m- unbelievable. So I want you to know the steps, but I want to share something with you just to validate your work. So I just gave a speech in Vegas, uh, I'll call it like eight weeks ago. A couple thousand people there, actually more. I think there were like 5,000. I give the speech and I'm in the line afterwards where like there's a line of people that want to get a picture or take a book. And there's like literally several thousand people in this line. It's going to take forever. So I'm taking the pictures. This man taps me on the shoulder and says, someone wants to see you and say hello. And I turn to my right and it's my high school baseball coach Mm. who I have not seen since I was a little boy. And I admired this man and I looked up to him. He was like amazing to me. And he's obviously much older now. I'm 52. I don't know how old he is, but he's older. And it was him, and I saw him, and I hugged him, and I actually started crying in front of a thousand people. So good to see you. He said, I'm so proud of you. I can't believe it. And he had come to see me speak and didn't tell me he was coming. Anyway, the reason I was so emotional is, and I love him, and he did so many great things for me, but I had an experience after a game once where I was particularly mad at myself. I didn't play well, but we had won, and he was furious with me. And he pulled me into his office angry. And at the end of the yelling at me, he goes, did you ever think, Eddie? And I'll never forget this. He said, maybe you're just not good enough. And I just stopped. And I said, 
yeah, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not. Mm. And that altered me. It stripped me of my confidence at the time. Now, here I am, 52 years old, and just seeing him, I was probably seven, 16, 17, and immediately the emotion, because he retired after that year. I never really saw him again after that. And it altered my life. And I carried that story with me for a really, really long time because it actually happened. But then what I did as part of your work is at some point, I changed what that meant to me yeah. by changing the question I asked myself about it. So it really harmed me for a long time because I took the wrong meaning from that event because I just wasn't equipped at that age. I was yeah. defenseless. But at some point, I flipped it. And it almost became something like I wanted to prove I was good enough. Yeah. And I'm not sure that I'm not sitting here with you today in large measure, not small measure, because of that moment in my life. Mm. Because that I changed what it meant to me yeah. at some point. And it's one of the profound things in here. So by the way, that emotion has been stored in my body until eight weeks ago. Until eight weeks ago, I got to release that emotion. So you are so yeah. right about these moments in our life that we think aren't significant that I'm telling you at 52, I couldn't let go of him. It yeah. was awkward. Yeah. Like, he saw me. I made it. Yeah. He, I made it. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted to say to him, he doesn't remember he said it. It was, I, had a, I wanted to say, I, I am good enough. Yeah. I am good enough. But it was just good enough to see him proud of me. To and be really I, honest I, I want to say, say something to that because uh, there's a lot of people out there. They're like, oh, yeah, you don't experience that because you make all this money or you have the. No, no. Nobody is safe <laughs> from what has impacted us and everybody has their moments so just because someone may appear to be successful even ed and i want to acknowledge you for saying that because yeah. a lot of people don't say those things mm. so the fact that you even said that mm. is saying a lot for people who are creating you. yeah Same exactly you, by the way so i i really want to acknowledge that because you talk a lot about vulnerability and authenticity and it's really something i've really decided is the most cathartic thing i can do in my life and by the way coach i love you you did millions of great things for me but we all have that moment in our yeah. life right where i'm sure he doesn't remember it but man did it alter me it just went into my nervous system and has stayed there all these years yeah you talk about here's some of the steps that you went through to start to turn your life around yep. that you weren't doing prior yeah. So I want you to just share some of these things. I'm going to, not rapid fire, but like okay. I want to talk about them. Voluntary discomfort, <laughs> which included favorite. some phone calls you made to certain people too. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it was uncomfortable. So just yeah. take a bow around that. Yes. Yeah, so, so I didn't know that, that you can't change what you're not aware of, mm -hmm. but I was changing and I didn't realize that it was rapidly changing my life. So everything I'm about to share with you is as I connect the dots looking backwards, I saw the power of apologizing to somebody for something that I did when I was seven years old that I didn't know that she held. Like I, I, I hit this girl over the head with a backpack when I was seven mm -hmm. and then I messaged her like six years ago and I was like, Hey, kids do the stupidest things. Uh, I know you don't remember this, but I just want to say that I'm sorry. She goes, number one, why did you do that? <gasps> I'm in tears right now. Two, what about me made you do that? Three, um, the same thing is happening to my kids and I don't know what to tell them. So it was that moment right there. I was like, oh, people keep things. Mm. They remember how you make them feel. Yes. I wrote a list. This is crazy. And I didn't know it was going to turn into as many people from kindergarten up to present date. I wrote a list of 250 names. 
of everyone that I had ever impacted negatively, thought of negatively, not even in the physical, thought negative thoughts. Wow. And anybody who'd ever hurt me with the intention of apologizing for my part and not expecting them, whatever their response was their response. I was clearing myself. I wanted to be truly free because you can't fight for something that you can only give to yourself, Mm. which is internal freedom. The, The person who molested me, people who who jumped me but i held on resentment for 30 years i was like i just want to apologize for when we had that fight i want to apologize for holding resentment towards you for 30 years they're like what are you apologizing for we were the ones who who jumped you and i was like but i held on to the resentment that resentment affects me Mm. and so i just want to create the possibility of just having no negativity when i think of you instantly freedom so I did that for 250 people up into present date, wow. including forgiving the two men. And I don't know where they are in the world, forgiving the two men who murdered my father wholeheartedly, simultaneously. I'm watching all of this business come. I'm like, where are these people coming from? I forgive these two people, two new people come into my business. I let go of this thing, this new thing. It's almost like this universal order of this magic trick. I do this and, and I spoke to my, uh, my spiritual advisor, Monica Zanz. She said, Garen, you released hate from your heart. Mm -hmm. These were all little subtleties of hate. Mm -hmm. So any level of resentment Mm -hmm. any it doesn't matter what they do. The forgiveness is freedom mm-hmm. and letting go of resentment will complete the cycle. Brother. Whoa. Yeah. One of the top things ever said on the show ever, ever, ever. Yeah. Out of a bazillion episodes. I'm convinced what that is, by the way, is that you're, um, when you have negative stored energy in your body, either through holding, we come out, back to that again. Yeah. When you store it to your point, what either something you've done that you want to apologize for or forgiving someone else for trauma they've caused you. That energy is blocking you. Yep. And when you release that energy, your vibrational frequency increases tremendously. And that's when you begin to magnetize the things into your life that because we've all had those moments where you're like, I was thinking of so and so, and then they called me. Yep. That's when you're vibrating at a high frequency. But usually for most people, that is like once a year, deja vu or some fluke thing. But you know this now that you're on the other side of it. When you do begin to live with this type of intention, when you are a vulnerable person, your that frequency increases and it's just unbelievable. Perhaps all these things were already there but your reticular activating system was blocking you from seeing, feeling, or hearing them, or perhaps they weren't there and now you're attracting them, but all I know is they've appeared in my life the last 30 years in ways that are what you would consider to be miraculous, which now has become habitual, Yeah. right? What was once miraculous is now habitual, and that can happen in everybody's life who takes some of the steps that we're talking about today, putting yourself through voluntary discomfort, doing uncomfortable things, but the apologies, the forgiveness, these are real things. The other thing that you say about vulnerability, and I, I want people to really hear this because there's different aspects of what we're going to talk about today that hit different people. Yeah. But you're so right. I've only, I said this 20 years ago. I haven't said it since, so I know you didn't get it from me. It's yours. But causing people to feel safe in your presence is one of the great keys of being a leader of anything is that people can feel safe in your great father, great mother, great brother, great sister, great business person, mm-hmm. right? Great coach, great anything. People have a tendency to feel safe in your presence. And you say the pathway to that happening, ironically, is to be what? 
Man, there's so, there's so much. <laughs> there's so much to that. That's such a loaded question. But when when you accept who you really are. And are willing to share it. Yeah, and you're willing to share it. Mm-hmm. And you're willing to create this, um, it's, it's like a pathway. There's an energy that just comes through you through the presence of vulnerability. Yes. That level of openness, it taps into the voiceless or the, uh, it taps into the voiceless part of you that you haven't yet given a voice. Mm. And so this, cause you, you can't be what you can't see. So the mm. second that you, sh- you talk about something that most people won't talk about and they can, re- they listen to who they relate to and then they can relate to it. Then all of a sudden that part of them that they haven't given a voice goes, I'm not alone. Mm. I learned this skill because in the scariest time of my life where I'm still living in my car, I'm still, I was still $200,000 in debt. I got tired of living a life trying to put on a mask or pretend uh, to be what everybody else thought I should be. Mm. And I say, you know what? And then Rihanna's song, We Out Here Living a Lie, had came on as like, out here living a lie. I couldn't get it out of my head. I was like, no more. True freedom is the power to possess your own mind and like use it in a way that uplifts yourself and other souls. Really good. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. Drop the mic. He he paused because I about fell out right there. That's really good. Keep going. Hey, guys, I want to talk to you about Shopify. You know, when I started the show, the furthest thing from my mind was doing online business, and now I can't imagine my life without it. So I love Shopify because they're a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. So whether you're in the startup phase where you're just launching your online store, or you're at that really big business where you're like, hey, we just hit a million bucks in order stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. They've helped me through every single stage. I wouldn't even know what to do without them. So whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered big time. They help turn browsers into buyers. They convert their checkouts 36% better than all the leading competitors. And I've used them for everything I do online. So every single thing you see that I market online, Shopify is somehow involved. I wouldn't even know what to do without them. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mylet, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mylet now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash mylet. So, hey, guys, you know when I love technology and a great idea revolutionizes an old industry. And by the way, if there's an industry that needs a revolution, I think you'd agree with me, it's the healthcare industry. It's not easy to find good doctors. And by the way, good doctors that are in your area that also take your insurance. And that's why I love ZocDoc. They are revolutionizing the healthcare industry and the way you get access to doctors. ZocDoc, by the way, is Z-O-C-D-O-C. Here's who they are. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Tons of different reviews on the doctors, and they're local to you. You can find out if they take your insurance. I just did it for a tear I had in my shoulder. One day later, I'm in the doctor's office getting some help, getting an order for an MRI. So go to ZocDoc.com slash mylet and download the ZocDoc app for free. 
Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's zocdoccom slash mylet, zocdoc.com slash mylet. I went on Facebook, and the post is on Facebook right now. I say, you think you know me? You have no idea. Here's what you know. You know, this, 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 and this, you know, I've dated this person. You know, I was in this music video 15 years ago. You know, this, because this is what I told you. But what it really is, right now I'm $200,000 in debt. I'm living in my car. I've cheated on every girlfriend I ever had. I have no relationship with my family. And I just put it all out, the scariest moment in my life. First message I got. was from a stranger. I said, how did you have that kind of strength? When I read your testimony, I put the gun down. I put the gun down. And it was in that moment, my purpose was birthed. I said. I know why I'm here. To speak to be the voice of the voiceless or the parts of you that you haven't yet given a voice. And I know there's all those people doing all these other things, but when it comes to that deep, dark, treacherous place that people mask and they try to overcompensate and do all these other things, that's my playground. Yeah. That's so unbelievable. Uh, most people are listening to this on audio, so they didn't just see your face. But like I watched your face when you said that. It's like there it was like a spiritual soulful transformation in those moments you can see it right now it's happening again right um by the way thank you for listening to the audio and share the podcast today (laughs) but i have to tell you like it's all over you now by the way just when you think we're getting real foofy here we're you're not so foofy you're pretty hardcore too when you're frank with people so there's this piece and then there's like hey bam and i i was watching some of your content the other day and like damn you literally said on something I watched, I don't feel sorry for you if you're broke. I don't feel sorry for people to tell me they have no money. This was interesting to me. From everything we just said, I'm taking you yeah. the whole other direction. how I do this. Right? Yeah. I want people to see the whole perspective here. Um, and then you said uh, people that say, hey, I don't feel seen. You said you kind of chuckle and laugh. So there's a part of you that's like, hey. And I think the reason that you do that is you know now so deeply that people can change that you're not going to give them their BS ways of getting out of it, right? Yes. But just talk about that for a second because, like, it's one thing to be what we're both talking about, being vulnerable, sharing these parts of our souls, making people feel safe. These are all things that are beautiful for two masculine men to be willing to talk about. Absolutely. Same time, though. Same time. There's this other party's like, I don't feel sorry for you. And, yeah. And, 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 and why is that? And, well, I want you to elaborate on it. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, I'm a big context guy. Me too. So... In the same conversation, my story will always live there. Mm-hmm. The vulnerability of my story. Yeah. So, but Karen, you don't understand. I don't have any money. And I'm like, somebody said to me the other day, oh, no, it's, it's easy for you to talk about that. You, you have this big house and you have the wife and you have the, yeah, I've been saying the same thing when I was living in my storage unit and sleeping on bubble wrap, sleeping in an abandoned building. Y'all are just now catching up. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been I, like when I was living in my car, you probably had a home. I don't want to assume. By the way, I have a photo of the storage unit right yeah. here that he was living in, just so you all know. Right yeah. Here. So I, I have it. Keep going. So 
it's it's difficult uh, and now i can have empathy and compassion absolutely but i wouldn't just come out if somebody was like oh you don't i wouldn't just laugh in anybody's face sure there's always context and my story that goes with it so if somebody's saying that and i'll be like hey i experienced the same thing mm -hmm. And you know what I did when I was living in my car? I went to Starbucks every single day and I wrote down 10 things that I'm good at, 10 things that I absolutely love to do, found a way to weave that. And then I, I went on Craigslist and I found a way to make money every single day. And then finally something hit and then something else hit. Mm. So what you're seeing now is the overflow of what I was doing when I was living in my car. It's almost like God was like, I want to see if you are really serious about what you say you want to do, mm -hmm. okay, pay me no money and I will still do it and I will do it to excellence. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. So therefore, when the money does coming in now, like more money is coming in, I'm like, it doesn't surprise me. It makes sense because I put in the work. Well, the reason you did though, and this is important, you make a big, dis um, you, you paint this distinction. You didn't try. Okay, you did this like your life depended on it. You say there's a big difference between this and everybody really close. If you keep trying things, that is the lowest possible commitment level is to try. Now, I'm not saying in my book, I literally have a chapter called One More Try. So I believe in trying something again. But behind that, there has to be something in you that has already sort of pre-negotiated the price you're going to have to pay so that you're not constantly navigating the price you're paying. Because you talk about trying versus mastery. Yeah. And by the way, I think the money comes in. You're earning the money while you're trying to get good at something. But the money doesn't come in until you've mastered it typically, or at least increase your capacity to do it. Like in business, I earned most of the money I make now when I was broke years ago. It mm. just comes in now. But I earned it back then when I was making an effort with no reciprocity. I was making an effort when nothing was coming in. In fact, I was making so an effort good. as my life went backwards. So it was earned then. I'm just getting paid now. So good. Right? And so good, Ed. It, so good. It's just true. And it's it's that's the hard part of watching successful people because they behave in a particular way often when they get there. I didn't earn my money now. I earned it back then. And you, you had to make a, you cannot go from living in a damn storage unit, being incarcerated, blowing through a record deal, having a dad that's murdered, having someone try to murder you in your damn life, right? All these mistakes you've made. And like, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a go. That couldn't have been what it was. You don't go to where you are by giving it a go. So what's the difference? I would say the difference is most people don't realize the value of not giving it a go. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it a time or two to see if it works. Mm. Here's what doesn't work. Everything that you've done up until this point where you felt like it didn't work and then you kept doing that. So what you did is master it not working. <laughs> so you're actually in mastery any direction you go. Mm. So this is why I teach a lot at my retreats on energy transmutation. Tell who, us what that means. Yeah, who I was when I was sleeping around with all those women, breaking mm. in the cars and everything, that there's an energy behind it. It's not the action, it's the energy behind it that's driving that level of success. Mm. 
that same person is the same person that messaged 900 uh, producers say, get my song on a record, get my song. And then in 30 days, I had 28 songs. And then uh, two months later, I had a record deal with Ludacris. It was the same. I just transmuted the energy in a different direction. So you come into mastery when you're doing something over and over and over and over, like the little kid learning how to walk over and over and over and over and over. And walking is not even our natural state. It's something that we adapt into. So you adapt into mastery Mastery and excuses, insecurity, uh, devaluing yourself, devaluing people around you. And if you could see that you are actually in, you're actually a mastery-esque person, you just need to transmute that energy in a direction where it's moving you forward, not keeping you stuck or keeping you back. Mm. So all this is, is a redirection because you can't see the picture while you're in the frame of... What really matters to you? Staying in the same spot or moving forward and creating an an extraordinary life for yourself and your family. Mm. I started caring that my mom was working at a job that was killing her. Mm. And and she's got these back-to-back surgeries, colostomy bag, barely alive. I started caring that maybe... Maybe I can do something about it. Mm. I started caring that I could support my daughter's mother and we can, we can come together and, and, mm. and, and create Kylie's uh, college fund. I started caring. You know what? I'm t- I want my mom. I want to retire my mom. Mm. So what would that mean to put this energy into these actions and whatever it takes By 2015, I will have my daughter's college tuition paid for three years before she graduates high school. And by 2015, I'll be a multimillionaire. This is back when I was living in my car. By 2015, I'm going to retire my mom. And it all happened. Mm -hmm. I started caring about the things that actually matter to me. And I put all the energy in that direction. That's heart power, right? Yep. Yeah, you talk a lot about heart power. And I think in life and in business, you win with your heart, not your head. I think you have to have good strategies, right? Yeah, right? But I think for sure. you win with your heart, and most people aren't willing to put their heart into it. If you're listening to this, you got to put your whole heart into it. You're going to be in a really blissful, loving, incredible relationship with somebody. You have to have your whole heart in it, just like you do with your kids. If you're going to build a great business or a great body, you have to have your heart into it. Your heart's 50,000 times more powerful than your brain. The electrical current is. The power of it is. Now, you get your head and your heart in congruency, and you have that. Now you're unstoppable. And that's really what you did. But the other thing you did, I'm just watching you, is you took advantage. You are leveraging part of your giftedness doing what you do now, right? And I think for a lot of people, you know, that's part of the rub as well. It's like, what's my gift? And 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 understanding that you do have two or three gifts that are unique to you. So talk about leveraging your giftedness. Where is it? And then maybe a little bit of a tip for somebody to figure out if they don't know what maybe their giftedness could potentially be. What you were just talking about, that heart power. Mm -hmm. So the EKGs of the heart is like one of the most powerful frequencies in the world. Most people use more of their head than their heart. Mm -hmm. Well, um, If you imagine a little kid just tapping on your knee going, mom, 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 dad, 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 mom, mom. And that kid never being acknowledged. What do y'all think would happen to the relationship? Mm. 20 years from now with no acknowledgement. 
there wouldn't be one because there would be no emotional closure. So the stuff you used to love to do as a kid, before you got influenced by the outside world, Mm. I'm just talking about the stuff you used to love to do that brought you the most freedom Mm. is connected to the truest essence of your heart. Yeah. So I had a young lady, and I'll wrap this up quick. I had a young lady say, oh, she was like, I don't know. I have the husband. I have the job. And, 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 and I have the money. I just feel like something is missing. I said, what did you used to love to do when you were a kid? She said, I used to love. Instantly changed. I used to love to dance. I was like, How'd you, how did it make you feel? It just made, it's like time stopped. When was the last time you danced? 20 years ago. And I literally said, if you know what that relationship is like, if you ignore your kid for 20 years, now imagine your inner child. And every time and every day that goes by, the thing that you used to love to do gets walked over and forgotten. That's the inner child going, mom, 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 dad. So what's missing or potentially is the alignment of your spiritual self and your physical self wanting to come back home. And the what's missing part is me telling her, Sign up for a dance class. Don't talk about, don't think about business. And when you go there, set a powerful intention that I'm going to take the little girl inside of me dancing. Mm. Do it just once, once a week. Mm. She does it once a week. Libido comes back. Yep. The relationship with her husband starts thriving. Her business, she had quit that one, got another business. She was like, oh my God. It's like, well, the universe becomes plastic according to the thoughts that you give the most power. And who she was being was living from the inside out and not the outside in. So that. That's so good. That right there, Mm -hmm. if the entire world could remember at least one thing you did as a kid Mm -hmm. that brought you the most joy. If you don't remember, ask somebody when you were a little kid, what did I naturally graduate? What color, what toy, what this? What did I uh, gravitate towards? And just spend five minutes once a week with it. Watch what happens in 30 days. If you've been listening or watching the show for a long time, you know what a big believer in NetSuite I am. I've been talking about them now for years. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors, which is why I've been using them now for five years myself. Over 37,000 other companies have as well. They've made the moves. Do the math. Now you'll see profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash mylet. netsuite.com slash mylet, M-Y-L-E-T-T. NetSuite.com slash mylet. Okay, I'm going to give you an example of how brilliant you are, okay? So one of my, I was thinking recently about one of my, like, happiest friends. Like, just loves what he does. Like, listen, there's, there's lots of sources of happiness in life. In fact, you are the source of your happiness. But when you're in the process of doing something that's your giftedness, you tap into it at a deep level. You're in the process of serving other people. And we've done all the studies now. Actually, you get more dopamine in the process than the achievement. 
Mm. When you achieve something, actually, there's a dopamine crash. It's the pursuit. It's the process, right? It's the actual work. One of my happiest friends did exactly what you've described, and I'll validate your work with this. He's actually a lawyer, mm. and he's in his 50s, and he's just, this dude's just a stud. He's super happy. But here's the story. He had been an entrepreneur till he was 30 and made a lot of money and was miserable. And he said, I just, I, I got to this achievement and I didn't get any happier. And, and he said, you know what? I started to think about when I was a little guy, like five, 10 years old, what did I really like to do? And he goes, you know, it's funny. I like to argue. I liked to argue. <laughs> and he goes, and I was also the dude, if there was a fight on the playground, I'd go protect the small kid because mm. he's a big dude. And he goes, so I started thinking when I was a kid, what brought me the most joy, I love to argue, like kind of debate with people. And even as a young boy, we all have a child like that, right? So some of you have a child like that. And I would protect people. He goes, I think I want to be a lawyer. Mm. So this dude at 30 years old went back, went to law school, got his law degree, and now has a law practice. And in his 30s, found his giftedness and mm. his go zone by tapping into his heart. Yeah. So this isn't all like this esoteric concept stuff. Yeah. This is real stuff by the way maybe that thing isn't what you're going to do for a living it's going to be your hobby for me i love to run when i was a kid yeah and i've had some major injuries to my legs playing baseball it's a, it's a long story but like i really can't run like i used to and so i recently i ironically got into riding horses and i'm like what is it that i love so much about being with these horses it's that i can run again mm. and they can run faster than me mm. so it brings me joy these are all the pathways that when you listen to my show you guys and i put brilliant people in front of you and we get into this thing that you and i are doing right now open your mind up and go around it you know what i mean like think about all the the places that there's applications of what we're discussing here. Yeah. Because when you do, you'll understand the genius of his work. By the way, Garen has a book I didn't mention earlier called Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life, Lessons of Love, Leadership, and Transformation. It's been out for a while. Uh, it's I read it prepping for this. It's outstanding. I feel like there's another book in you, by the way. Oh, no, it's um, coming. Okay, good, because I really <laughs> believe that there's another one. It took me five years to write that book because it's called Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life. Mm. Every time I kept growing, I kept changing, yeah. and my boy Preston was like, Garen, if you don't put that book out mm. right now. Yep. So that was a younger version of mm. me, and I've evolved so much since then. There's well, by the way, plenty. one of the things they should know is you have this incredible book and you like had a learning disability or something in school, yeah. right? Like, yep. it's just so it's like, whatever your excuse is, I want to put somebody in front of you who's probably going to take it away, everybody, yeah, right? Like, you just take away people's excuses, but you also feed their dreams, you feed their spirit. So, I got one last question for you, by the way. Let's just be real, this has been really good. Right. You we, know. we we could have, I was just yeah. saying, I don't want this to end. I don't want we it to end either. Totally went, no. kept going. Well, and yeah, you know what, ahead. by the way, what that just means is everybody, every once in a while, someone gets an invite back. Mm. So, because I would love to continue to, I, well, you and I are going to have these conversations privately now, I can already tell because there's a, uh, you can just feel the spirit. Yeah. Right. You can feel it. So I guess what I want to know is, you know, if someone's listening to this right now, and they're like, you know what? I think I've, I think I've got some inspiration here. I think I've got some of the keys. Is there a step you would say, like, hey? And by the way, this is hard because there's people listening to this right now that are really in flow. Yep. They're making millions and millions of dollars. They're running big companies. Then there's people like, I don't have any priority for that. I'm a nurse. I love the Ed Milet show. It feeds my spirit every single week. Yeah. Then you got young people. You got athletes. You got fitness people. You got people all over the world, right? So it's a broad question. Yeah. But is there something you do daily yeah. that you think just serves you to live a more productive, blissful life that Absolutely. I didn't ask you today that we'll get yeah. into more next show? But what would be one other thing you do yeah. as a practice? 
I love that you spoke about the person and flow doing all that. And then, you know, the mom that's doing what she's doing. And I mean, she's in flow in her own way. Absolutely. Um, they just flow differently. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be able to um, be a personal coach to some really high profile people, mm -hmm. sold their company $800 million and just like really be in some really powerful mm -hmm. circles. I just hang out with really cool people and yeah. we share our gifts um, and go into prisons and go into juveniles and do the things. It's of all different elements of the gift. Mm. Um, and the one through line, I, I got to keep coming back to it. Mm -hmm. The one through line, as I've worked with some of my clients face down in their hand, mm. I mean, big business. I lost myself. I don't, I don't seem to, I work so hard in business, but I, I forgot what, what it was like to feel again. And it's the same thing on this side. It's the through line. This is why though both people yes. show up in my, in my events, mm -hmm. both of them, because the through line is full self-expression and, and living your authentic nature. Mm -hmm. You spoke about heart power. Mm -hmm. The name of my company is Artist Power. Mm -hmm. So I'm an, as a creative writer. You can't say heart without the art. The H is silent. Mm. God is love. Mm. Love is God. Mm. Art is power. That's good. So, and art is, art, artist power mm -hmm. is, the artist is the little kid mm -hmm. that's inside. Mm -hmm. And we just teach you how to tap back into that energy because they say kids are the closest thing to source. So when you tap back into that energy, you unlock a power that is so divine and true. And God is just so happy and says, let me show you what I can do. Oh my goodness. Welcome back home. Look at this energy. Look at this passion. Look at this desire and look at this creativity. So if there's anything that I can leave you with, I'm going to say it again even though I've already said it, find one thing, one, just one, for five minutes a day that lights your heart on fire. Regardless if you're an analytical person or a spiritual being or a heart-based person or you are broken, find one thing for five minutes a day, whether it's singing, whether it's dancing, whether it's playing the old Tetris, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And if it sparks a sense of joy inside of you, I want you to close your eyes and say, I accept myself fully. Mm -hmm. I love myself fully. And I get to be the bigness in who I've always been. If you say those three things, give yourself five minutes and find the thing that sparks joy inside of you. I want you to pay close attention to the details in your life that don't typically happen that then start to show up. Mm. It's really, really good. This has been an extraordinary conversation. Extraordinary. By the way, you can accept yourself and love yourself and still want to grow. Yeah. And still want to make changes. Absolutely. Let's just be very clear about that.
they're not they're not two different things. You could love yourself and accept yourself and go, but I'm getting better. I'm addicted to the expansion of my being. And uh, that's why I do the show, mm. what we did here today. That's why I do this. Very grateful for you. Glad mm. you're in the world. Glad you're in my life. Likewise, now. brother. Yeah. Yeah. This has been extraordinary. And uh, you have a friend in me. Mm. If I can help in any way you continue to contribute to the world, uh, I'd be honored to do it. You vibrate at my frequency. If y'all felt the energy, yeah. I mean, some of y'all going to feel it. Those who yeah. know, know who knows. Yeah. But if y'all were in here in person and you could yeah. feel the energy that's proceeding yeah. past the conversation, yeah. you'd be like, damn, well, I, I could have been in that room. Yeah, I pray they feed. I, I pray that you all feel it wherever you are, running on the treadmill, driving in your car with your kids, wherever you are right now, whatever you're doing. I hope you feel it. Honored. Thank you. Um, mm -hmm. Make sure you go follow Garen on social media, on Instagram particularly. Follow me on social. Make sure you're sharing the shows, guys. This is the fastest growing show in the world. We keep hitting number one or two in the charts on a regular basis because you all are sharing it. And it's because of the quality of the human beings that mm -hmm. God's putting in front of me every single week and our extraordinary conversations together. God bless all of you. Max out your life. This is The Ed Milet Show.